Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dear viewers, uh, welcome to Miked Up Season 2, uh, Episode 1. Uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, we're very honored um, to, to be back on the, on the platform of uh, Miked Up here from the Mecca Islamic Center in Scarborough, uh, like we always were before Ramadan. So uh, we want to thank uh, all of you for uh, joining us uh, once again. Um, and uh, today's uh, program, which we're going to get into, inshallah, uh, very soon, is about Palestine. Uh, we only thought uh, it'd be fit to speak about uh, Palestine um, and why it's so dear to our hearts as Muslims, as people of faith, um, and on the terms of uh, being a humanitarian. So we named it the past, the present, and the future. Inshallah, I'm going to get right into that uh, right after uh, our or talk about where you can find us. So Miked Up, we can find us on Instagram, at Miked Up 416. Um, so please um, follow us uh, on there. We have clips every week, um, and then we're answering questions, etc. And then if you have any questions, ideas, you can DM us, uh, direct message, and uh, that's what that's there for. Also, we're on Facebook, um, Miked Up 416. You can follow us on Facebook as well. Uh, as uh, the brothers and sisters know that uh, Miked Up is uh, sponsored every month, uh, Alhamdulillah, so on your screen, you're going to be seeing uh, our sponsors, who is Naseeb Transportation, uh, brothers Shakir and Samir, um, you know, doing great business, uh, importing, exporting, etc. And they sponsored the, the month of June. Uh, so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give barakah in their business. Uh, where you can find them, um, Rexwood Road in Mississauga. And they're on your screen, you're seeing their office number, uh, 905-901. Triple uh, two three, or you can call them directly on their cell phone six four seven nine nine three six seven eight six. Info at nasibtransportation.ca. So, jazakallah to brother Shakir and Samir uh, for sponsoring the event. Now, mashallah, I got two um, great individuals, uh, leaders in the community uh, from from different aspects of being a leader. Uh, when uh, the brother to my right, which I'm going to introduce, inshallah. Uh, walked in, I said, Sheikh. I said, Salam, Sheikh. Uh, leaders are for us uh, at the most respect. Um, so I guess because he sat, sat beside me, I'm going to talk about uh, Brother Muhammad Jabiri, who is a, not only a humanitarian, mashallah, but also a person from Palestine background. He's from Palestine. Uh, he's an activist. He has the uh, Palestine in his qalb. Alhamdulillah. You can see around his neck. And mashallah, he walked in with the, the mask of Palestine as well. So mashallah, he holds uh, pride of his country. Uh, mashallah, and there you're, there you're seeing it as well. Uh, mashallah. So, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a leader in the activist uh, in community as, as well as doing humanitarian causes. Uh, he's a leader from where he is in Brantford as well under the, uh, under the occupation of Palestine, the movement of humanitarian causes. And alhamdulillah, he has uh, successfully been to every uh, protest, rally, or in and around the GTA. And uh, the one thing where I wanted to reach out to him for this reason is because he went to the Meadowfield Ghost Station. He was part of that regime that, uh, uh, that uh, stood up for the brothers and sisters of Palestine. Um, and they shut down the train station or the railway station where uh, the Meadowfield Ghost Station is. So, Jazakallah for coming. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you so much. Was that, was that okay? Perfect. <laughs> MashaAllah. And then uh, on the screen where you're going to see now, Sheikh uh, Osama, Hafadhullah Ta'ala, you know, a leading uh, scholar um, in the mastering in tasawwuf, 
you know, from also from Palestine, mashallah. They're in their home now in Canada, um, but uh, definitely uh, on in terms of uh, speaking with our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, doing a lot of great work at Muslim Hub. It's in the description. Inshallah, please do tune in. I've been listening to Sheikh for over, uh, just newly found out about Sheikh Osama, and I'm glued to his podcasts and his message about our unity, about uh, gaining um, that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and incorporating logic. And that's the key thing. So uh, Sheikh has traveled all over the world. He's uh, spent a decade in Jordan as well, uh, learning uh, Aqidah, Fiqh, etc. And uh, continues to pass that message on. He spent some time in India and Pakistan as well. Um, and uh, learned uh, our culture, I guess we can say, and uses that to adapt. And uh, that's the uniqueness about uh, Sheikh Osama, that uh, he uses different uh, cultures and he can relate to, uh, to people differently. Um, you know, he has ijazah of the uh, tafsir of the Quran and explaining the Quran, etc. as well. So, uh, Jazakallah Sheikh, it's an honor for you to be here. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. The honor is all ours, Habibi. Jazakallah khair. Inshallah, so we're going to get right into it. Um, Palestine, Palestine. It's very dear to our heart. Um, as Muslims, um, even in, in all Abrahamic faith, even, um, all of the Anbiya and Rasul have been to Palestine. I've been to also all of the protests. And uh, that's the reason, is because of our connection with Palestine. And... Uh, and I kind of want to go back. And I find that in the protests and the, in the rallies and, and the demonstrations and stuff, uh, I think people, especially younger generation, um, are forgetting what Palestine means to the Muslim ummah. And uh, I guess we'll start there. So, Sheikh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, um, Muhammad, uh, Brother Muhammad, you can chime in as well. Uh, the past. Why is Palestine so important to Muslims? Can you hear me clearly? Am I coming through? Alhamdulillah. 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 I think the key thing here is Jerusalem, obviously. In Jerusalem is um, a city holy to uh, the three main and largest uh, uh, monotheistic faiths. We have Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Um, and you have a history that, that spans thousands of years. I mean, uh, it goes by many names, the holy city. You've got Jerusalem, Al-Quds, uh, Yerushalayim, Ilya, and more, all reflecting its very diverse heritage. Um, but it's a city that, you know, numerous Muslim prophets called home. All the way from Sayyidina Sulaiman salam, Sayyidina Dawood, Sayyidina Isa and our dear and beloved Prophet. But you know, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, during his life, he made the very well-known uh, miraculous journey, uh, where you have Al Isra Al Miraj in one night from Mecca. Subhanallah, Asra bi Abdihi Laylan, very known Masjid So from Mecca to Jerusalem, and then from Jerusalem. You know, up to heaven, the Isra and the Mi'raj as we know it. So uh, during his life, Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Jerusalem never really came under Muslim uh, 
control, political control. Um, but that obviously changed during the uh, caliphate of uh, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. We have six years after the death of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Around the year 638 AD, you have the caliph Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu enters Jerusalem, you know, and, and, and Jews are readmitted, you know, to Jerusalem. And, and you're looking at a time, the famous story that is very well known and, you know, oft repeated, you know, where he and Muslim armies are beginning to appear in the vicinity in Jerusalem. And, you know, you had uh, in charge of Jerusalem at the time was the Al-Batrikh, the patriarch uh, Sophronius. And, uh, and he was representing the Byzantine uh, government at the time, uh, and he was the leader of the uh, uh, was the leader of the Christian Church, and they refused to hand it over. Uh, at the time, you had uh, Muslim uh, armies under the command of Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu Amr ibn al-As. They began to surround the city, but uh, Sophronius refused to surrender the city unless it was to Umar, because as mentioned in their scriptures, they had very detailed descriptions. Uh, of the person that they'd hand over the key. In fact, there's a, you know, at, at some point they, they weren't sure the name was, they had the letters A, Mim, Ra. So they said it's a person named Imr. <laughs> and at the time, who was holding the candor uh, <clears throat> at the time there was Amr ibn al As. So he said, oh, it's, it, it's me. But then when he presented the letters, they said, no, he has only three letters because Amr ibn al As has a wow yes. when you add it there. So he said, no, this is not. And he says, and he thought about it, he says, oh, Omar, or Khalifa, you know. Mashallah. And he says, yes, you know, he has to come and the famous story where he, on a donkey and a servant, and yeah. he's like, if we both ride, you know, the donkey, we do zulum on the donkey, <laughs> even the rights of animals. You know, if you ride on it and I walk the whole way, that's zulum on me, vice versa, zulum on you. So we'll take turns. How can that be? You know, Omar, but Omar who, you know, insists yeah. being the, the just person that he is. And all the way up, uh, up until the, you know, the gates and who's obviously riding the, the donkey at the time. It's the, you know, servant. But every, everything, you know, to its detail from the amount of patches on Sayyidina Omar, radiallahu calls about some say in some way, 21 patches, subhanAllah. Subhanallah. So they, they, you know. Omar ibn al-Khattab, he, he, you know, left Medina, he traveled there, he got there. He hadn't seen, subhanAllah, uh, Bilal radiallahu anhu, because after the death of Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu anhu, uh, Omar ibn al-Khattab, you know, it's obviously he had, he didn't want to call Adhan after the death of the Prophet sallallahu and he had taken Allah. an oath not to. Allah. But then when, you know, Omar gets there, ala Jabal al-Takbir, where he sees Al uh, Aqsa, you know, for the first time, you get so emotional because this is the place where his, you know, beloved, his Habib, you know, yeah, led the prayer for all the prophets. And so, you know, he says, Give the and, and Bilal says, La wallah, you know, oh, Omar, I, I gave an oath, I would never recite Adan after that. He says, How is it so? If Rasulullah was here, he would have loved to see this, it would have made him so happy, Ya Bilal. Hayya, Ya Bilal. So Bilal, you know, cries, you know, he shakes, he gets up and Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And he gets to Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah when he gets to Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasul. And he breaks down. Bilal breaks down and Umar radiallahu anhu break down. They get very emotional, you know, having heard Bilal after, you know, so many years uh, give the adhan. But, you know, despite all that, subhanAllah, 
you know, he was given the tour of the city and the, the, including one of the main holy churches where he refused to pray, even though, you know, the patriarch invited him to pray. And he refused and later explained that he would worry that they would convert it, that spot into the mosque. And he so he prayed outside of it. Um, and instead, you know, now the place where he actually plays, prayed is a place called Masjid Umar, which is, you know, just tells you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the treaty, and this is where, you know, ultimately what you get to, and this is something you can Google, find online, and it's a treaty signed by Umar and the patriarch along with some of the generals of the Muslim armies. And it read, you know, in the name of God, the merciful, the compassionate. You know, this is the, you know, assurance of safety. Ah, it's an oath, an assurance of safety, which the servant of God, he doesn't begin by calling himself, you know, the king, the leader, the, he begins by saying, Abdullahi Umar, the servant. And this is the secret. This is uh, the secret to the success uh, of the Muslim Ummah. Because when Umar says that we are, you know, a nation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given victory and success because of Islam. And if we seek, you know, uh, uh, if we if we seek honor in anything other than it, then Allah subhanahu wa taala would disgrace us. And what was meant here to, is, you know, the the honor in Islam. Islam here meaning the submission to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa taala. And so, when the you know, as long as the ummah fully submits to the commands of Allah, it has the help of Allah. So one thing is we have to learn to have this nadra of haqiqa to see what's really with the heart's eye. What's really going on behind the scenes? Because ultimately our deeds ascend and the conditions and circumstances descend from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is, you know, this is how it works. As long as there's just, you know, there's justice. Look at how, you know, Omar, if you, you know, read the treaty, he gives them complete safety, subhanAllah. subhanAllah. Complete safety. Like one of the greatest, it says, you know, those uh, people, he says their churches will not be inhabited by Muslims. You know, he gave them safety for themselves, their property, their churches, their crosses, their sick, you know, and their rituals. You know, whoever wants to leave can leave freely. Whoever wants to stay can stay. It's just, you wouldn't even feel like they're, they're conquering in any way. You know, it was just incredible. Um, and this is, if you want to speak justice, if you want to speak... You know, uh, the, the, what's termed democracy today, if you want to talk about any of these things, this was the peak, you know, of subhanAllah, the manifestation of God's name, Al-Adil, through Umar radiallahu anh. And, you know, slowly as obviously from time and time again, you know, when the Muslims begin to deviate away from the commands of Allah, then Allah, out of his love for them, he sends them certain situations to pull them back. This is the haqiqah. Haqiqah ultimately is what we're in is due to our sins. However, in terms of the Sharia, Muhammadun Rasulullah, we stand up against the, you know, the, uh, the, any oppressed, not just a Palestinian or a Muslim, anyone that is oppressed as Muslims, we have to stand in the face of oppression. And what we find ourselves in today, I mean, really what it boils down to is, you know, Theodore Herzl, who, you know, he's mentioned in the Israeli Declaration of Independence, and he's referred to as the spiritual father of what the Jewish state. So it's really a matter of, you know, this Zionist uh, ideology to have a, you know, a, a state or an area or in a place, a land for people, like you know, the people without a land, because some of the, 
you, you know, the Orthodox Jews, they believe they're never going to have a place and they're never going to have a land. And they're actually very concerned with the recent events. And a lot of them are giving warning that this is what we've been warned in our own books. Oh. Wake up. And oh. you saw this in the Knesset, in some of the videos that were released. Yes. So they know. Um, but it's just a matter of a, However, you know, I myself, like, you know, our brother Muhammad here and many others uh, as a Palestinian from Gaza, a Muslim first, of course, but... You know, we are there at the protest standing, you know, we may not agree with everything we see happening at the protest, but this is also not a reason to not participate or not do your part and not educate and not, you know, The Prophet says, whoever sees something, he has to change it, change it, not, not prevent it, change it. So if you have the hikmah and the long-term vision to do whatever it takes to impact change, effect change, then Bismillah. A lot of us, mashallah, you know, activists, influencers online, nobody stayed quiet. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, we will talk about that inshallah when the time is right. But and mashallah, the likes of Brother Muhammad and his efforts, I, I watched mm -hmm. as well as Instagram. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to give him uh, tawfiq in what he stands for. And we have to be one ummah. Time. This is very important, Yafi, and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide, you know, everyone to the truth. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzukna tiba'ah, wa arina al-batila batilan warzukna ishtiba'ah. That's what we hope for. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. I want, I want to add, especially, I'm going to turn it over, and that's a little bit of a gist of uh, the the past. Um, you know, I was at a protest, and, uh, you know, we were doing takbir, and, you know, aqsa aqsa, you will be, like, aqsa aqsa, don't you cry. You know, we'll never let you die, and this and that. And, and we, we feel the pain of, you know, Sheikh Jarrah, Gaza, and, you know, the, the, the entire West Bank, etc. We feel that. But as a Muslim first, I'm not a Palestinian, so your dard in your kalb is different than, than mine, or Imam Hamza, or anybody else. Because you're Palestinians, uh, Palestinian Muslims first, so you feel the pain of, of that. And... Uh, Al-Aqsa, like Sheikh mentioned, Al-Aqsa for us is the third holiest mosque after Haramain Sharifain. And uh, it hurts when we see that people are, are treating it like it's nothing. And uh, like what Sheikh said uh, about, uh, you know, the sanctuaries of the Christians and the Yahud and everybody, it was safe under the leadership of Sayyidina Omar radiallahu an. But, you know, and that was just a little bit of a, of a taste. Uh, but I do want to mention to the viewers, and I forgot, Sheikh, uh, please forgive me. When I hear about uh, the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, uh, he mentions uh, Sayyidu Shuhada. And he says, Sayyida Shabah bi ahlil jannah. Sheikh Osama is from the bloodline of uh, Imam al Hussein, radiallahu an. So I wanted to mention he's Ahlul Sadat. Um, he's, he's, he's a person from the bloodline of the Prophet والسلام, and it's worth mentioning and I apologize for not mentioning that first. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue to learn from the righteous ulama um, and uh, continue for them to be a guide for us here on Sirat al-Mustaqeen insha'Allah. So, uh, Palestine, the present. There's a lot of noise going on. So without further ado, uh, I want to turn it over to you. I know you lost some family members. May Allah give them high rank in Jannatul Firdaus, insha'Allah. And uh, what is happening now? Where, where are we today in, in what is happening? What are we doing about it? What can we do as Canadians, etc.? Uh, et so I'm going to take, take it over to 
Brother Muhammad, inshallah. First of all, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having me over here. Honor. It's my pleasure to use this stage to send out messages to everybody, try to educate everybody, share some awareness, because that's what we need these days. I started with myself. You know, nothing is going to change unless we change ourselves. Allah won't change anything. Um, I know our time is precious, so I want to get to the point. I want to try to share as many information as possible, as many facts as possible. I would like to start with the Human Watch Report. Um, human Rights Watch Report. Um, the findings of the Human Rights Report says Israel is committing crimes against humanity for apartheid and persecution. Three, element, three elements were uh, mentioned in that report. Uh, first of all is the, an, an intent to maintain the domination by a group over another. Um, also a context of systematic oppression by one group over another and an inhuman act of acts. Um, that was mentioned in the report. Um, also, I would like to jump to Bennett Natali because the news just came out yep. recently. Yep. Bennett Natali is far-right ultranationalist, proposes two-state solutions. Mm. Um, the entire world agreed upon two-state solution, right. and he opposes that. Um, also opposes uh, Palestinian sovereignty and self-determination. Um, Canada has been um, voting for self-determination at the UN for the past two years. Right. So that was like a good change in the Canadian politics. Right. Um, also, the new Israeli government needs to listen to international law and local human rights organizations. Um, with, without putting pressure on the Israeli government to listen to all the new um, international laws and uh, suggestions, right. nothing will change. And that's where our part comes in and try to help with that. Right. Um, I could shift on briefing to cover uh, what's going on now over there. There is a lot of details, right. but I want to use the time to share like the most important details. Right. I have it all prepared. It was just a sh short time uh, notice, but uh, I like I needed to take the opportunity to yeah, yeah, no to use Absolutely. it and um, Absolutely. share with everybody what I was able to find and. Um, While you're while you're looking for that, um, Sheikh, if we can touch on just uh, briefly before uh, Brother Muhammad uh, searches, have you found it? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No problem. Um, as everybody knows, uh, the situation in Palestine is getting worse and worse, like day by day, second by second. Um, everybody knows that Palestine has has been colonized for the past seventy three years. Prosecution, occupation, um, Zionist agenda has always been very simple and clear right. ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. Right. Um, over the last month, the entire world got to see um, how it actually looks like with today's media, where the media were sharing the messages. Right. It's not the deceived me um, media anymore. Where the media, where the people were sending out all the right messages. Um, it all started, so like some of the viewers don't know, Right. So I want to go a bit more details into what actually happened. So right. non-Muslims, not Arabs, not Palestinians would have a better idea. Right. It all started when Israeli soldiers stormed the Al-Aqsa Mosque compound, the third holiest Islamic place during the holiest month of the year, as you mentioned, Ramadan. Um, they br brutally attacked four worshippers with tear gas, stun grenades, 
um, sound grenades, rubber-coated bullets, you name it. Um, they barricaded the compound for 48 hours. Um, they injured 600 defenseless worshippers. The Israeli army doesn't only aim to kill, but they also aim to cripple our lot over there, the Palestinian lives there. They ter terrorize them. They terrorize Palestinians in every way possible. After seven days of continuous attacks on Palestinians in Jerusalem, Hamas retaliated. Right. They first warned, but they retaliated. Right. And then Israel declared the war on, on Gaza. Gaza that has been under military occupation for the past 14 years, since 2007. They've been through four wars. They've been through 2008, 2012, 2014, and this year, 2021. Um, Gaza was retinlessly bombarded. Right. They bombarded the city for 11 days straight. Uh -huh. I don't know if you could like, imagine that. <sighs> Killing 271 Palestinians, including 70 children, 40 women, and 19 elders. While Hamas rockets killed 12 Israelis. As horrible as this may sound, but let's compare the percentages, you know, 4% from their side, 96% right. from the Palestinian side. Allah Akbar. You know, <laughs> you can't compare that. It's not a conflict. Yeah. It's not a war. Yeah. You know, our message needs to be loud and clear to the Canadian government, even Doug Ford, John Tory, um, Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau. It's not a conflict. It's not a war. CBC, you name it. Right. We can't say conflict. We can't say war. Um, <laughs> do you think this is fair? This no, is definitely not fair. Absolutely. Not. This is definitely not absolutely. fair. Um, Palestinians don't have even an army. They don't even like. They're not allowed to hold their flag on their own land. They're not allowed to get weapons to fight back. Right. You know. While their colonizer are like the fourth largest army in the world, and the they have the best defense system. Right. Um, Nineteen Palestinian families were, were wiped off the civil registry. Al Qulaq family lost twenty two members. Four generations were murdered as they slept in their home in Gaza. If this is not genocide, what's genocide? I don't know. If, if I may, just to, to jump in, I can, I can feel the passion um, and I kind of want to do some, some, some dialogue with both Sheikh and uh, Brother Muhammad is a lot of people, I guess the message from both of you guys before we go into the, the future and what we're, where we're going to take this and for more of your story is there's a lot of people that are not coming to these protests. They say that protests don't do anything. There's a lot of people that don't, won't stand up for what is happening? You know what? Like, when I seen that uh, New York um, uh, Sheikh Mohammed, uh, no, Sheikh Umar Suleiman held it up on, in DC. And, uh, you know, all the children are on that front page of uh, the New York Times. I'm a father. Imagine if that was my kids, or if it was your kids. Why, if you think that we are not making noise on social media and it's not doing something, it's building awareness, like you said, they, they, everyone's seeing it. 
Sheikh, how about the message to those people who say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the protest. I'm not, I'm not going to raise my voice. Islamically, what should we give, uh, you know, some hadiyah, nasiha, whatever we want to give to them? No, no, jazakallah khair. I mean, look, there, there's three types of people. There are those that watch events. And there are those that participate event, in events. And there are those that make events happen. Right. So you want to be from those that really instill change in society. The Prophet ﷺ, what we tell them is it, it's important to understand what's really going on behind the scenes. Right. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches this when he speaks to Musa, for example. He says, what is that in your right hand, O Musa? Musa said, it's, it's my staff. And he lists all his benefits. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells him, drop it. And if I were to tell like brother Muhammad or yourself, you know, I have this iPhone and I start describing all the benefits of the iPhone and you tell me, oh, that's, you know, wonderful, throw it away. You know, what are you talking about? I'm sitting here telling you about all the benefits of my phone. You know, you're supposed to hold on to it, not drop it. And when he drops it, it turns into a snake, something, it goes from being something apparently beneficial to something apparently harmful. And then here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, take it. And you don't usually tell someone to take something that appears harmful. So what our mashayikh and our scholars, they deduce from the story, the hikmah, the wisdom from it is, you know, as long as you follow the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning here, what is the command in this case, right? What does he tell him? He tells him, he says, he says, alqiha, uh, which is a command drop it. And he says, which is a command, take it. When he first says, drop it, logically, it doesn't make sense to throw something of benefit. But Allah is telling him, as long as you follow my command, even that which appears to be harmful, I can bring out benefit from it because I'm the nafa'. I'm the know. And likewise, when you see something that, you know, apparently looks harmful, but Allah is saying, take it, even though your mind tells you that doesn't make sense. Allah says, as long as you follow my command, you'll be protected. So what's the inward eye? What, what's really happening behind the scenes? Actually, over 80% of the ummah doesn't pray, of the Muslim ummah. You just think about why did Rasulullah tell, tell us? He says, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyina bin ba'di. Uddu alayha bin al-wajid. Hold on tight. Our ulama say... It's, it's interesting because we, we follow the sunnah of Rasulullah Why point out also following the guidance of the four caliphs? And when you ponder about that, you find that each caliph went through a certain tribulation and fitna in their times. Subhanallah. And it's as if Rasulullah is saying, compare your times to the times of the four caliphs. Mm -hmm. And whichever your times resembles more in terms of the events happening, look at what that caliph did in that time and follow it. What was the first concern of Abu Bakr? The first concern with Abu Bakr was the Muslims. He says, The Muslims that didn't want to pay zakat properly. And, and so his first concern was bringing the Muslims back to the deen because back to what Umar said, we are honored through what? Through taslim, through being servants of God, through obeying the, the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Return to that first, then you, help, you have the help of Allah. That's what's going on behind the scenes. That's, you want to think of creation as curtains, 
all the events in this world, they're curtains, and the hand of Qudra al-Ilahiya is working behind those curtains. This is what's really going on. But then you have to initiate the second part of the kalima, Muhammadun Rasulullah. What's happening in society now? There are protests, there are people going out, there are people that are speaking out against this. So it, it, you know, you sitting at home doing nothing, not participating, although a da'if hadith, the meaning of it is sound, that man lam yahtamma bi amril muslimina falaysa minhum, whoever Asha is Allah. not concerned with the umur of the muslimin is not amongst them. Subhanallah. So we, we have to, you know, take concern. So I would, my call out to everyone is, you have to understand this. Look, we have a, the attacks on Gaza, and media attention around Sheikh Jarrah, they're not random. This is a continued effort, and we have to remember these are signs of the end of time. There's also an awakening happening. The fact that media narratives are changing and the Zionist occupation and settler colonial violence is being exposed to the world is a great shift. We haven't seen this before in this, in, you know, in, with this intensity in the Palestinian narrative, and it won't be handed to us easily. So we have to fight hard through media propaganda. And this is why we need to question all the information coming out first, but then move, do whatever it takes in our times, get out in the protest. I was up there doing my thing. For some people, it might not be protests. It might be fundraising. Right. It yep. might be sending right. support and money. You know, we held something on Clubhouse, Alhamdulillah, you know, a, a group effort. We came together. We were able in a few days to raise like $60,000 to send to the, through that, through IDRF, you know, a wonderful organization here in Canada. We partnered with them and we saw the money live. We got videos on the ground of the, you know, the support for all those wounded right. and their families, you know, from these missiles and rockets. So this is definitely, this is a genocide. We have to stand up. We have to speak up against it, uh, not just as Palestinians, everyone. You see non-Muslims getting up. You see, Absolutely. you know, many people within the media change their narrative and, and you saw the pressure they applied with some of them that retracted what they said, but we know what's going on, yeah. right? We know what's really happening. Yeah. Some of them are so even more. Some of them are are even more motivated than like most Muslims or even Absolutely. Palestinians or Arabs. Absolutely, and now I kind of want to take it from yeah. from from your standpoint, brother Muhammad. Is like, what is your message? Like, we know people are getting slaughtered. We know, like, you have to be blind and probably deaf. To, to think that this is a war and not a genocide. We know this. But I guess, I mean, some of the facts uh, speak louder than... So if you want to continue that piece and your yeah. message, inshallah. So everybody knows uh, they came to an agreement for a ceasefire agreement. Yeah. Um, like the missiles stopped, but Israel is like yet to seize its uh, cellular colonialism as brother mentioned uh apartheid like uh activities right um ethnic cleansing child detentions uh political inarication forced expulsions and even like dispositions um land theft terrorism illegal settlements you name it right um the ongoing war crimes against palestinians Around 16,000 Palestinians are facing forced expulsions in Sheikh Jarrah, Silwan, and other neighborhoods in, in Jerusalem, East Jerusalem. There are he, family names that have been wiped out, Muhammad. Absolutely. They're like, they're like you know, a fam my, my father-in-law was telling me in Khan Yunus, 
By Gaza, there's like this entire family, like 25, 30, 40 people, something like that, all living in the same building. Yeah. The entire building wiped out, every single one of them gone. That's like that entire generation, that family name, that, that lineage, that heritage. Four generations of the Ola family were wiped off. Four generations. Even like after 12, 12 hours of the ceasefire agreement, Israeli occupation soldiers, they still stormed the Aqsa Mosque. Yeah. They still attacked worshippers. You know, like they didn't stop. Um, like they were performing Friday, Friday prayer, uh, prayer yeah. and they still like attacked them. Um, there was even like 100 civilians brutally injured on just like 12 hours. And it just didn't stop there. They even like, they started um, launching uh, campaigns to clean up the streets by going like after the Palestinians in the occupied land, in the territories, in West Bank. Everybody who opposes the occupation, everybody like that was peacefully protesting over there, um, they started attacking them, they started terrorizing them, you know, like they wanted like, to spread fear between them so they wouldn't participate in that anymore. They're like they even like arrested children as as young as like three years old for holding the Palestinian flag. Just for holding a flag, he was arrested. They attacked them with like live bullets, excessive force while uh, while arresting them. Even like arming the the sellers over there. They try to engage the sellers by arming them, and then they give them the protection to attack Palestinians, kids, elders, women, mosques, shops. I mean, but, but are, you, are you surprised, Brother Muhammad? I mean, are no, you really not at all, not at all, not at all. You know, this but it's nothing new, Yanni. So I mean, new on some level, but like you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but everybody needs to know about this. Then nobody like really knew. You know, like the media like around us deceives all that they try to cover it up now everybody needs to know that and that's how we build on it right. we we won't let them clear out sheikh jarrah neighborhood salwan no they're not people over there they're not going to leave their neighborhood right if they leave their neighborhood what else do you expect to happen you know right with all this coverage with all this media and if they end up doing that they're going to go far beyond that They'll yeah. never stop. You know, they'll have their own plan. They have their own agendas. They're going to build on it. It's not like just this neighborhood or like that neighborhood, you know? Mashallah. Comments, the comments yeah. are coming up and people are feeling what, uh, what you guys are saying. And uh, we, we will never, like, like I mentioned in the beginning, our connection is with Al-Quds and Al-Aqsa. You know, like Sheikh was saying, along with the people of Palestine. Kids, you know, human. It's it's humans, it's women, like elders. You know, yeah. that's a concern of everybody. That should be the concern of everybody, as Canadians, as uh, Europeans, Asians, Latinos. That's a concern for everybody. It's a concern for human right. Yeah, yeah. Even like yesterday, Israeli forces threw tear gas inside the Palestinian homes in Nablus, Ramallah, Hebron, other cities too. I right. mean, isn't that terrorism? Can you find a different? Term to describe that other than terrorism? Subhanallah. I don't know. Subhanallah. You know, to, to kind of what Sheikh was saying, um, are we surprised? Are we, are, we, are we actually surprised that this has happened? It's happened before. 
you know, like what Sheikh said, uh, you know, I was reading uh, Ibn Kathir, Rahimullah's uh, tafsir about uh, the, the Jews and the Bani Israel, they're not going to have a home. Allah says, you know, you're not going to have a home. You're going to go from place to place to place to place. And then look what they're doing. It was never land of the, the Yehud, or the Zionists or whatever, the regime, but meaning it was always our land, like, uh, like Sheikh was mentioning. Sayyidina Omar, Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid was there. Uh, and all of these things, and then you know, Sayyidina Salahuddin, uh, an, even, even there, like, how, how is it okay, Sheikh? I'm gonna turn it over to you, and you can jump I'm in. I have well. a small t thing to mention before we yeah, yeah, pass yeah. it on. I mean, let's not go back like that far, you know, mm. 100 years ago, we coexisted all in peace, you know, Palestinians, uh, um, as like Christians, Palestinian Christians, Palestinian Muslims, Palestinian, yeah. like Jewish, you know, even like when the Holocaust started too. They, they were like uh, Jew refugees right. that came to Palestine. And then and we, took them in. we took them in, we took wow. care of them. And Is it safe to say that when, it was un when uh, Palestine was under the rule of Muslims, there was no war, there was no fighting, there was no anything? Yeah, whoever, true, wants, true. whoever wants to answer. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. No, for the most part, yes. I mean, when, when it was operated through, you know, proper Islam, uh, then definitely, I, I think um, the issue is, is, is time and time again, look, we have to kind of look at what our responsibility is, but then we have to understand what's really happening. You've mentioned it, um, Sheikh Omar, you had mentioned how um, ultimately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, you know, we're not surprised because he says, That you were, you're going to reach the, the, the peak. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, he says, Allah says he's going to, they're going to have plenty in terms of financial uh, support. You know the, the the control of the financial system, the banks. I'm speaking specifically, you know, the Zionist regime or movement here. And then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that they will have that that sort of control. There will be a lot in terms of their influence and power. So this is all mentioned there, and that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is gathering them all in one land. This is what's really happening. This is what's going to happen. Um, the victory will always be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the end. The question is, what are, what are we doing about it? Because Allah is going to ask us, when this came to pass, what was your role? How did you stand up against injustice? Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he sent Jibreel to punish a nation. And Jibreel said, there's a pious man worshipping you, always in the masjid worshipping you. Allah said, bihi fabda, start with him. Why? Because, you know, he saw the... You know the sin around him and the wrong around him and he didn't say anything his face didn't change he didn't feel impacted by it so, you know so what so you know we just have to look uh, one thing i want to mention we also have the responsibility as global as a global humanity to use our power economically also to boycott the boycott the companies that are directly contributing and benefiting from the occupation and as such to support the call from palestine to bds boycott divestment and sanctions uh, when when we speak to families in gaza and occupied palestine about the loss of lives uh, what keeps the resilience is knowing they are martyrs you know 
And we pass through this life knowing as hard as it is to lose those children and babies is knowing they are, inshallah, the pathways to Jannah for their parents that were patient in these times. So, you know, but we forget that in the 1948 Nakba, what was there? There were Jews, yeah. Christians, uh, Armenians, <laughs> Muslims. Jew Jews would flee to find peace, you know, in Jerusalem. It, it you know, it, anyways, it, the, the bottom line is this is not really, it, it, when I'm asked, is this a religious war? I say yes and no. I mean, in the sense mm. that even everything is based out of deen. But right. beyond anything, this is an uh, just a wrong to it. <laughs> like, and we can't just sit there and watch. Right. So whether you support with money, with your voice, through you're an influencer through social media, if you're in Palestine, you know what are you going to do? Sit. Someone invades your home and is kicking you out. What are you going to tell them? Namaste. Allahu Akbar. Allahu. You know what is it like? A, a, you know, a, a, let's love each other and hug each other. You're going to defend your home, and you have every right. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, to to defend your your family, home, and children. Right? Absolutely. So. To build on that, um, it's clear like what the war crimes are happening there, and all the like uh, the displacement and all the wrongdoing. Right. But we could build on that and say like Israel itself. Yes intends to maintain domination you know right. they're not looking for peace they're not looking to what the international community agreed upon two-state solution you know right. they're, they're not looking into that you know they want just one one country one place one people you know like they even like between the citizens of their country or like of the occupied uh palestine um they treat them differently like right. Israeli, uh, like if you were like a Jew, or if like if Israeli, if, if you were a Muslim, or all different kinds, they treat them differently, and right. that's just that's absurd. So I guess kind of um, your sorry, go ahead, Sheikh. No, no, no. So I'm just <laughs> feeling him. <laughs> yes, um, like even we could relate that, like as a Canadian, you know, uh, Doctor Tariq Lubani. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of him? Yeah, a Canadian Palestinian shot in the Gaza Strip. Dr. Tariq Rubani is a Canadian-Palestinian emergency physician who regularly volunteers in the Gaza Strip and other conflict zones. It's like not just Gaza. Right. Um, he's a physician at the London Health Sciences in London, Ontario. Right. And at the Shifa Hospital in Gaza. Um, also, Dr. Tariq is an assess, uh, assistant professor um, at uh, Western University. And uh, he was shot in both his legs by Israeli snipers. A Canadian-Palestinian affected, which is one of us. Yeah, subhanAllah. And when they try to, they, they're also, they, they want to distract us with this anti-Semitic narrative. Yeah. We need to learn that we cannot be distra distracted by that narrative when the media tries to shift the conversation and attention, right? right? Either by, you know, Hamas and... That do you support that terrorist group? And well, you know, Hamas <laughs> existed right after uh, Gaza was exactly. uh, was occupied in 1948. Exactly. Hamas existed like what 20 years later, give or take. Yes, 20 years later, 21 years I'm, I'm later. I'm going to touch on something actually very touch like it very sensitive. I saw a post. You probably saw it as well, uh, both of y'all, and it says if uh, ISIS was our leader. Boko Haram, Daesh, uh, ISIS. Where are they? Shouldn't they be on the forefront? 
shouldn't they be on the forefront right now? I love that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And it's Allahu Akbar. This is real. And back to what Sheikh has been saying and why, you know, people, so many people, Alhamdulillah, uh, attract to Sheikh is about he turns it back with our connection to Allah. Somebody told me in a protest that don't yell out takbir, don't yell out la ilaha illallah. Don't don't do these things because this is not a Muslim thing. I said to the, the person, this happened in uh, Pickering, and uh, the Imam Hamza was with me, and I said, who do you think is going to save Palestine? Me and you? No. Allah is going to liberate Palestine. And if we don't remember him, فَذْكَرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَشْكُرُونِي وَلَا تَكْفَرُونَ If you don't remember him, that's it, there's nothing. And that's what Sheikh was saying, which I think... We need to tie in, and this is the message, that meaning what Sheikh touched on very hintly, I'm not sure if the viewers caught it. And he mentioned that it is our own doing why we're in this state because of, I forgot the percentage uh, of people that don't read Salah and, and have forgotten that connection with Allah. Any one of you want to jump in, inshallah, about any of that, or we can move on. My sheikh used to give this example of like when you see, for example, an oppressor attack a, a land or a country and, you know, deep in your heart, you say, oh, you know what, uh, these, uh, th that country, those people, they were disobeying Allah. They got what's coming to them. They deserve it. This is someone with an incomplete understanding of how the world works. <laughs> that, you know, then you have someone that gets very emotional and reactive instead of responsive and he's operating out of out of a place of ego not as a, out of a place of ubudiya so him for him it's like vengeance and we have to and you know it's coming from an unconscious state that's also not the complete individual right. but the complete individual is the one that sees the reality and what's happening but then stands up in front of the uh, oppression so it's more conscious based activism you understand what I mean? It's more coming from a place of, you know, I understand what's really happening, but I have to stop it in any way, shape, form uh, uh, that I can. Allah Subhanallah. Brother Muhammad, what is your message to those, those, those people about, you know, especially, you know what, and I'm going to be honest, there's some people out there on social media that has thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And it's people like you and I, that are sharing these videos, we're talking about it. And you know, and what I love about it is everyone is connecting with each other now. Now it's not like follow me and I'm not gonna follow you back. Everyone's following each other. It's we're big, sharing the same. It's becoming a big community right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And, that's what we and need, I think yeah. we're all Palestine right now. We're all Palestinians right now. And, but those people that have the, the million or not even the million, let's go 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. Your message to those people who don't speak about this cause. I could put it in a, like in a simple way, you know, which part of history would you want to be standing on? Allahu Akbar. Would you want to be in the part that is going to liberate Palestine and save all these people? Or do you want to just turn a blind eye and carry on with your life? You know, sooner or later, Palestine is going to be and It's 100%. You know, there's no doubt about that. Do you want to be part of that? Or do you want to just sit aside? Sheikh, I have to mention, and Brother Muhammad, I have to, sorry, cut you off yeah, for a go second. Go ahead, go ahead. The viewers need to see the confidence in Brother Muhammad's face. I mean, we try. You know what? He, but it's, he believes it. Iman. Yeah. yeah. And he said, Palestine will be liberated. I know it. 
Subhanallah, we have, we know, but it's right now. What are we going to do? So if we can touch on a little bit more of the detail involved in. Okay, so if we want to carry on to the future now or what as Canadians or can Palestinian Absolutely. Canadians we could do, um, there's few things um, we could push the government to do. I mean, one of them is like human rights councils um, session. You know, we need to push the government to participate in that. Yes. You no, know, we need like to get them like to call for independence through investigations. Yeah. Um, support the ICC uh, investigation in uh, International Criminal Court, you know? It's, um, the Human Rights um, Watch report says like they violate that and there's, um, Israel commits uh, criminal um, uh, war, war, crimes. Uh, war, war crimes. Yep. And they need to be uh, held accountable. They need to be held accountable. Yes, I agree. Um, I could also mention that like the government needs to address the illegal uh, occupation. Right. You know, right. Um, continuous illegal occupation, more theft, land theft, more looting. You know that that needs to stop. And Canada needs to participate in that. There has to be. There has been like I like I noticed there has been a slight shift in um, like the political talks and uh, environment in Canada towards right. Palestine. But I mean that's not enough. That's just the beginning. You know, right. we need like to push that further. Um, right. We need to end the, the Gaza blockade, you know, 14 years. No, it's considered not livable. Yes. The Gaza is considered not livable, you know. The blockade needs to be lifted off, you know. People need to live there freely, you know, just like Absolutely. everybody else. Absolutely. If you want to add something else. Sheikh, I mean, in the terms mm -hmm. of... Uh, and you're right, like, and I think uh, to Brother Muhammad's like, point is... We need to get the MPs involved. We, we have to do our due diligence as well. I mean, if you have love for hum, forget, we'll put Islam to a side, no problem. If you have love for humanity and you're seeing what's happening, then raise your voice, come out to these protests, join the brothers and sisters in unity because there's Christians, uh, Palestinian Christians that come. There's non-Muslims, there's Muslims, there's uh, different faiths, there's different cultures, the different backgrounds. All cultures. I've this seen is not, all cultures. This is not a Sunni Shia thing anymore. No, no, no. As no, people no, no. keep saying, that's oh, long no. behind us. No, that's long know, behind us. And our protest, as people were saying that, Imam Hamza was there. Oh, you know, the, this madhab and this person is doing no, this no, protest. No, 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 no. This is, and my brother said this the best. And he says, this, if you are thinking this is the time to be talking about these types of things, you're lost. But Sheikh, I want to mention, uh, for you to mention actually, I'm asking, is Islamically, from an Islamic standpoint, how do we see Palestine liberated? What can we do from our, um, from our standpoint as, as Muslims? Yeah, I think, look, I, I wanted to share something that uh, uh, one of the awliya, Ibrahim ibn Adham, he said, um, he said he offered a beautiful and uh, succinct response uh, when asked about, you know, why supplications are not being answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because ultimately, you know, we're making dua, oh Allah, do this, oh Allah, liberate, oh Allah, help the Muslims, help, help. We're holding the, the curtains of Kaaba and we're screaming to Allah. But some people are, you know, that are just realistic. There's like, where's the change? What's happening? So Ibrahim ibn Adam, he reminds, he said, you know, what is it that when we make supplications, we receive no response? So he replied, he said, it's because you know Allah, but you do not obey him. You know the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but you do not follow him. You know the Quran, but you do not act in accordance with it. 
You eat from Allah's blessings, but you do not give thanks for them. You know paradise, but you do not seek it. You know hellfire, but you do not flee from it. You know the shaitan, but you do not fight him. Rather, you acquiesce to him. You know death, but you do not prepare for it. You have buried the dead, but you do not learn a lesson from that. And you ignore your own faults, but are preoccupied with the with other people's faults. This is this is the gist, you know, of why the ummah's du'as ultimately are not being accepted. And that's the most powerful silah. That's it's 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 ibadah, it's servitude. So if we fix the reason why du'a is not being accepted. Repent to Allah. My call out to all the Muslim youth out there, everybody out there operating as, you know, I speak specifically here to Muslims, to humanity at large, but, you know, I'm active in the uh, Muslim da'wah sphere. And, and my message to all the youngsters, every Muslim, do your thing in whatever capacity, politically, you know, protests on the streets, uh, financially, whatever you can do, whatever talent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. You know, put that to the service of this cause. There's so many ways. Yeah. Just pick your best. But absolutely, but do that while first turning back to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, going, taking the real means first. You know, coming back to Salah, coming back to Dhikr, coming back to the Sunnah of the Prophet and then while you're doing these things, then watch change come about. In terms of, you know, who who's going to you know, uh, uh, liberate Palestine. I mean, there's different of opinions. The Sheikh I'm, uh, you know, subscribed to in this space in terms of, uh, I really believe a lot of what he's saying makes sense. He's, he's out of uh, Palestine himself. Uh, and he's been pointing to this since 1992, along with many uh, Orthodox Jews from their books. It seems like Wallahu A'lam, and only Allah knows uh, but it seems like from uh, many verses from the Quran and, you know, studying history and, and looking at some integrated nubu'at or prophecies that are more subtle than others, it seems that this, this first quarter of the century, you're talking most possibly 2022 to 2027, sometime around that frame. It could be as soon as next year. Inshallah, it can be but but yeah, but it seems to be there that we see it happen, and inshallah we all pray in al-aqsa. But that doesn't mean because there are those people that are like they sit and they're just waiting for the dajjal. Your 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 death is closer to you than dajjal. Your Allah death Allah. is closer to you than the liberation of Palestine. So repent to Allah, turn to Allah, so that du'a is accepted. But then do everything you can in whatever Allah has you know uh, talents that He's giving. Subhanallah, brother Muhammad, you are kind of. Uh, your take on that. Where do we go from here? I'm going to send two messages. First message is for the government. The other message is for the youth and adults too. I mean, I haven't been seeing like a lot of adults engaging. Um, I'm not judging, but like somebody could be doing like from behind the scenes, you know, yeah, yeah. like there's so many ways to do, you know, you could bike, boycott, like divest, sanction, BDS, yes. BDS, boycott, divest, sanction. Everybody needs to know that. Everybody yes. needs to hear that. Yes. Um, but for the government, you know, they need to accept the Human Rights Watch report finding, and they need to engage in the discussion. Right. Um, they need to, to end the sale of arms to Israel, you know? Absolutely. Like the money they get from these uh, sales, it's far superior to their $25 million sending in aid to Gaza, you know? Mm -hmm. Each contract is $38 million. You know, wow. you're not going to deceive us with the $25 million, you know? 
you owe us and the entire world owe us a lot more for compensation you know we want freedom absolutely we want justice absolutely and we want compensation absolutely right of return you know yes. i want to return it's my right then if i decide to return or not that's up to me but i have the right to return i have the right for compensation you know absolutely. and so many other rights too absolutely um and we also need to end trade from israeli settlements import imports should be contingent on the holding of international human rights right. so the companies that are on occupied land you know and they have trades with canada we need to cut ties Absolutely. we need to we need to stop that you know Absolutely. they're on occupied land to start with we also need to uh oppose the era working definition of anti-semitism examples because like that's ridiculous indeed absolutely and last but not least for the government canada should recognize palestine as a state 100 you know, 138 100%. um countries recognize absolutely. palestine as a state at the un why canada doesn't do that you know absolutely for for the youths and others yes me personally um i'm a member of the um palestinian uh, uh association of brantford Right. which is also a member of the the coalition of canadian palestinian organizations i don't know if you heard about it um brother anyways uh it was um it, it was created three years ago by the national coordinator uh, musa zidane and the point of it is to unite all palestinians to fight for human rights of palestinians in canada and abroad um so um, you, have, you have others as well right you've got mashallah that, that's amazing to hear um uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the tawfiq on that but we have to remember we are on the side of justice you know this anti-semitic talk is like we are the Canaanian, like we're as we're semitic we can't be anti ourselves as <laughs> exactly. you know Semitism yeah. includes we, arabs it includes the people yeah. that speak hebrew you know Absolutely. They just, they just, it, it, what they're doing is the less, the less experience, but with us, it doesn't work. Look, we're on the side of justice. This is why we're supporting also the likes, similar like NCCM, the National Canadian Council uh, for Muslims, which is an incredible, it's a nonpartisan nonprofit that protects Canadian human rights and civil liberal liberties, challenges discrimination, Islamophobia, um, for the public concerns of uh, Canadian Muslims. So it's a wonderful organization. You've got uh, to lobby for Muslim issues with the government itself. Yes. Uh, and just like the pro-Zionist lobbies spend millions of dollars, yes. you know, this is where we can use our influence to tell the people in power, you know, those we voted in to take responsibility and act as well. So in uh, every Absolutely. capacity, mashallah, brother. Yeah. Muhammad, jazakallah khair for that as well. Thank you. Mashallah. So just to give more details about the coalition, yes. then I'm going to have a message for the youth. You know, the, the coalition works on like two, um, in, in two fields. There's the humanitarian work yes. and there's the political advocacy. You know, I've noticed even since too, we need to do both to get what we want. Yes. Um, in the last year, we ran two big campaigns. One was for medical aid equipments and ventilators for Palestine. Yes. And also provide um, educational scholarships for Palestinian uh, uh, Palestinian refugees. Yes. From the political side, we actually have been scheduling meetings with 338 MPs uh, to talk to them about, um, like, share awareness, what's going on in Sheikh Jarrah, Salwan, uh, what's going on, like, in the area in general. Also, to, like, to get them for, like, to talk about human rights work report, 
push for that. You know, they need to accept it. They need to engage. Right. Other top, like many other topics too. But like the main aim is um, to create political shift in the in the way Canada acts and talks about Palestine. Yes. You know, that's what we need to do right now. So I, I encourage the youth, I encourage the adults to join their Muslim community, communities, to join their Arab communities, to join their Palestinian communities, participate in any way possible. You know, if you're good at fundraising, go ahead, fundraise. You know, if you're good at um, speaking up, speak up. Like me personally, I've never spoke up like this, but you know, we need to act. You know, we need to push ourselves to new limits. We need to leave our comfort zones. And now is the time. The youths need to engage. I even noticed like the youth, like they're energized. They want to do something, Absolutely. but they need some guidance. Absolutely. So that's where our job comes in to guide these kids. You know, what do you need to do? You need like to get some education. Um, you need to participate in, like if you're good at politics, go ahead. If you're good at uh, protests, go ahead. You know, there's so many ways. Absolutely. Find your talents and use it in the best way Absolutely. towards our goal. Absolutely. Sheikh, I'm going to turn it over to you. We got four minutes, inshallah, before uh, Adan. Um, so kind of your, um, your, where do you see us in the future? What do we need to do, etc. And then I would like to finish off with uh, yourself making a uh, dua, because I think that, that can move mountains, inshallah. So. But I like to tell the story of uh, the... Uh, the kid that his parents, you know, they bought them a bunch of chicks and the, the child was a smart one. And he noticed that, uh, you know, one of the chicks was a special chick and it, it made a very special sound yes. and it was the rooster who was making that cockle doodle doo sound. And the, the, the kid notices that every time the rooster, it makes that sound, the sun comes up from the east. So day in and day out, this is all the kid knows. Every time he hears, he sees the, uh, you know, the sun come up. So he, with time and with the years, you know, he, he begins to believe that, wow, you know, every time my rooster says this, the sun comes up. It's my rooster that's bringing up the sun. So one day he Allah. walks in and his, his parents are watching the sunset and he say, oh, they're looking and they're saying, subhanAllah, what a beautiful sunset. And the sun comes up. He says, oh, you like that? My rooster brings out the sun from the east, you know. <laughs> and the mother says, well, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, believe me. She says, no, I need to teach you a lesson. I think we're having rooster for dinner. Uh, so the, you know, she prepares the rooster. She slaughters it, prepares it. The kid is bawling, crying. I'm never going to see daylight again. You know, it's never going to happen. I can't believe what you did. But lo and behold, he sleeps, he wakes up, the sun comes up and he realizes that that's not really what's happening, you know, but because he got so accustomed to seeing that, because we became so accustomed to money, so accustomed to uh, the means of this dunya, so, so accustomed to all these things, we begin to believe that these things are affecting, that these things are doing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ قَتَلَهُمْ وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى وَاللَّهُ خَلَقَكُمْ وَمَا تَعْمَلُونَ So to understand that ultimately, all created things are just curtains. And the behind, hand behind those curtains is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala moving and controlling everything. So don't forget what's really happening. It's not because ultimately this is not because 
of you know their you know uh, their zalimin and the zionists and pal ultimately it's we turned our backs on allah allah out of his mercy he's pulling us back you know through these circumstances that he sends so we can turn back to him because ultimately any problem in this world no matter how big it is it ends when you pass from this world and the akhirah is a place of permanence this is not playstation you don't have three lives you get one chance so get it right and see what's really happening but you know do your thing inshallah at the same time that's the balance ummatan wasata we're a balanced ummah you know this this is very important absolutely absolutely so I just want to thank uh, I do you have something yes thing, yeah. yes yes absolutely. I look at this topic and whatever we're going through right now as like an an opportunity you know yes. it's a blessing we're getting a chance to fight for freedom for Subhanallah. justice you know what's better to be than um like to do jihad you know you could do jihad with like talking you know spreading words uh, awareness you know with money that's still considered jihad you know and i don't see anything closer to allah than doing this kind of stuff so it's an opportunity it's a blessing we need to use it in the best way possible absolutely we're a blessed nation absolutely alhamdulillah absolutely. uh brother muhammad uh so the description how do you get in touch with brother muhammad so there's people that are watching alhamdulillah we do have a good following there's a lot of people watching um i just checked so mashallah they're watching both of you sheikh uh, osama and brother muhammad uh, the description to follow uh, both of them. So if you're not following Muslim Hub Official, uh, please do so on Instagram. They're on Spotify, Anchor, the whole nine, all podcasts. They're great. Uh, mashallah, Sheikh is laughing. And then brother, call me Jabari. Call me Jabari. <laughs> <laughs> we, we pronounce it a little bit different, yeah. but uh, yeah. uh, he's on Instagram. Um, if you follow Mike Up, he's also following it. So please give him a follow. His story is amazing. His cousin, Inna lillahi wa inna raji'un. Allah give him high rank in Jannah. Uh, passed away from these uh, Zionists uh, and what they have been doing, the barbaric acts. Old. 17 years old. May Allah give him uh, highest maqam in Jannah al-Firdaus, inshaAllah. But follow the brothers, follow Sheikh, uh, follow the movement, inshaAllah. Um, you know, I do want to thank uh, both Brother Muhammad from traveling from Brantford to come join us at thank the, at the center. You're absolutely welcome. Sheikh, I already told you, this is your home now. Uh, you know, anytime, anytime you want to come, uh, you know, uh, give uh, give uh, some some nasiha, some khutbah, etc. You're more than welcome, inshallah. I do want to finish off with a dua, but before we do that, I just want to thank uh, both of them uh, for joining. Inshallah, we have to do a part two, maybe even a part three. Um, but uh, you know, you're more than welcome uh, to to continue because we we can't stop, and uh, inshallah, we won't stop talking about Palestine. Uh, that is our commitment to uh, both of you uh, that we won't we won't stop. Uh, inshallah. Uh, I do want to thank uh, again um, the Naseeb Transportation, uh, brother, uh, who sponsors uh, us, you know. Uh, so for those, you know, who need any of that information, uh, it's on there on the screen uh, that you guys can see uh, the office number, the call, uh, the cell number and their email, you know, brother um, Naseeb uh, Transportation, brothers uh, Sakir and Samir. Uh, Jazakallah for all your hard work. Sheikh, if I can turn it over to you for a dua, inshallah, and then we will conclude. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم اني اسالك يا الله يا رحمن يا رحيم يا جار المستجيرين يا مأمن الخائفين يا عماد من لا عماد له يا سند من لا سند له يا ذخر من لا ذخر له يا حرز الضعفاء يا كنز الفقراء يا عظيم الرجاء يا منقذ الهلكة يا منجي الغرق يا محسن يا مجمل يا منعم يا مفضل يا عزيز يا جبار يا متكبر أنت الذي سجد لك سواد الليل وضوء النهار وشعاع الشمس وحفيف الشجر ودوي الماء ونور القمر يا الله لا شريك لك أسألك بهذه الأسماء أن تصلي على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عبدك ورسولك وعلى آل محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Oh Allah, we ask you Oh Allah, O oh gracious, O oh merciful, O oh refuge of those who seek refuge O oh sanctuary of the fearful O oh succor of he who has no succor O oh supporter of he who has no support O oh treasure uh, of he who has no treasure, O guard of the poor, O wealth of the needy, O great hope, O deliverer of the perished, O savior of the drowning, O favor giving, O excellency, O beneficent, O giver of grace, O powerful, O almighty, O glorious, you are he for whom prostrate the darkness of the night, the light of the day, the rays of the sun, the rustling of the trees, the roar of the water and the light of the moon. O Allah, you have no partner. I ask you through these names that you send peace and mercy on your servant and messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and on the family of Muhammad sallallahu في أنصر كل أهل بلد فلسطين يا أرحم الراحمين واحفظهم من كل شر يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا كريم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين جزاك الله برضو محمد again and شيخ أسامة إن شاء الله we'll see you next week for episode two uh, inshallah, Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, until we meet, Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for the.